Let's go, y'all. Hello. Hi, Steph. Hi, Dre. We have Andre today here from. Uh, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Sanford. No. no. Uh, like, where, where do you work? I'm where from you? Park Bench Deli. Park Bench Deli! My shirt. I know, thanks. Quality fucking sandwiches. PBD. Tell I am once at a nine. Correct. Very good. That is correct. Um, so, we're here to talk to Dre about a few things. Maybe, I don't think many people know your background. Where you've know. been, where you've lived, stuff like that. Sure. So, um, I know, so that's why I think it's interesting. So, we're going to go from where he's lived and moving back and creative direction of PBD, apparently. Okay. So, let's start with at you were born in Singapore. I was born in Singapore and then I migrated to the States, California, Silicon Valley. And uh, what's called West Side? What's West Side sign? It's West Side. All right, West Side. Sorry. Um, what's called? Yeah, grew up in the states and then moved back here about eight years ago. And uh, opened a restaurant called Cajun Kings and then Park Bench Deli. Okay, so at what age did you move to SF? I moved when I was eleven. Okay. Yeah. And how was that as a kid? Being a fob. Oh, it was actually good. Real life fobby. Real life fob. Straight real life. Real life. Um, fob. Move, moving there is good. I think I think as kids you kind of look forward to moving to America. You know when your mom tells you, "Hey, you're mig- we're migrating to America," and like we have cousins and older brothers there in a way. Okay, so you have family there. We have family yeah. there, so it makes it a lot easier to move in. Um, it's definitely tough to. Because knowing that you speak English, but when you go there and you get made fun of for your English, like the English, yeah. the accents and the monotone like language that you say, yeah, and um, you definitely get made fun of. So like you adapt to like trying to speak, to learn the American accent to fit in. That took like two years to get it, but then once you get it, it's like you know, you're second just, skin. Yeah. And so the adaptive period for you was about two years, and then you lived there for how many years? I have lived there since 1998, 99. So and you moved back in? Moved back in 2012, so 14 years there. Shit. Yeah. So, your, most of your family still there? Everyone's there, yeah. Your extended family? Mom, aunts, sisters. Everyone um, is there? Everyone's there. So when you decided to come back, what was your reason to move back? Um, I had a cousin that I grew up with from that side that was working here. And okay. he asked whether I wanted to do a restaurant with him. Mm. And we grew up. In family restaurants, doing uh, it together. So, as in your family, your family background is restaurants. Restaurant yeah. MD, so, okay. I mean, one side's the semiconductor side, the other side's the food side. Um, in terms of moving out here, it wasn't too hard, even though I never thought I'd move back to Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, when my cousin asked me if I wanted to do it, I kind of started looking at options. And staying in America, obviously, it's ideal. Mm-hmm. But then the opportunity of actually owning your own business and starting it and, and doing this thing that Singapore never really had before, which is like Cajun food and Cajun seafood. Mm-hmm. Um, tested it. I was in the test kitchen and consulting firm and we were testing it. Until this was the, in SF? This was in SF, okay. yeah. And then I, I sent some of the spices here. And once my cousin said it were good, I think it took me like, I gave like a month. Pretty much quit my job. I was like, Mom, I'm moving to Singapore. My mom was like, Wait, what? 
Yeah. She knew, she knew I wasn't going to come back here. And, um, yeah, moved back here in 2012. And when you had, when you decided to move back, obviously you knew what it was like, but like, you know, finding a house and all that kind of stuff, like settling I, in, I think, did I think that take a lot? No, Singapore's pretty easy. Okay. Singapore's pretty damn infrastructure. You know, in terms of moving out your um, yep. whether you're an expat or, or just a local coming back, right? It's mm -hmm. it's not too hard. It's it's English speaking country, it's you know, you get around pretty easily. It's not it's not like, you know, you I'm going to Indonesia or something where I, I don't know the culture, I don't yep. know the language. Sure. Singapore was a easier option, it was a comfortable option for me because you know, growing up here you already have family here, you have you have friends that you grew up with here, so it wasn't too hard to move, I guess. But it was definitely miserable moving to a place that I didn't want to be. Yeah. Maybe for like the first two years, three years, you know, a lot homesick. I miss yeah. California. Yeah. So would you say that moving back and adapting was just settling in was easy? No, I, I think in terms of settling in, that's the hard part because you do get, you know, you get homesick. You, yeah. you, Singapore is a very different lifestyle mm -hmm. compared to like, you know, it's, it's a very small country. Mm -hmm. So there's not too much lifestyle in terms of you know, you can't go hiking, you can't go yeah, to the yeah. mountains, you can't go to the oceans. Road tripping. Yeah, you, you don't have those things, a concrete yeah. jungle in a way, right? Yeah. And, um, but you adapt to it. And, and you know, I gave myself, what, two, three years. I've been here for eight. Yeah. And it seems like I'll be here a little longer, too. Would you say that, I would think that you're an adaptive person, based on how much I've known, like how, how much I know about you. Sure. Would you think you're an adaptive person? I think so. Do you think it's because like, you've moved there and back, or do you think like it's just innate? I think it's a, as a person itself too, I've been I've grown up pretty independent. Yeah. Um, and and that's what you got to do when you're moving. You know, not running away from family, but you know, when you're in college or you're boarding school or whatever yeah. kind of thing, you're always by yourself. Yeah. And having to learn to figure shit out by yourself. Mm. And, and a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people go through that too and, and have opportunities to do it. Some people take it, some people don't, right? Yeah. And, um, so I, would you think it's a, in your nature or it's a product of your upbringing that you're adaptive? Because I think adaptability is one of my strongholds. Sure. But it's also because I've been living here and then, and like you said, being alone a lot in a boarding school in a foreign country or just having to figure shit out in a foreign place where you don't know anyone, you just start everything all over again. That's where I've truly learned how to adapt better. Yeah, it teaches you how to adapt, right? Yeah. And, and like, when you go to like isolated countries or like in the middle of nowhere, like jungles and stuff like yeah. that, and you really have to adapt to the living part of it. Yeah. Um, adaptability, I think, is something you can learn. I mean, some 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 part of the nature part of it, you adapt through what what you have to deal with. Yeah whatever you get thrown into, right? Obviously, yeah. Singapore was a choice that I came back. Yeah. And just figuring out how to adapt to it, which I still am adapting to. Really? I think so. I think you do pretty well. Okay. I mean, I'm letting you know, pat on the back, you're Thank doing you. pretty well. Um, okay, so Dre's been back for, what, eight years? And Park Bench Jelly is how old? Park Bench is, Let's go five, Park Bench. Park Bench is five years old. Park Bench is five years old. Um, we will not go into the schematics and the blueprint of like blah 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 how it's come. Sure. But when you had started, you were there from day one, right? Yes. So when you guys had started PD, excuse me, would you say like a lot of the identity, like did you like how do you come up with the branding and all that stuff? Was it like do you hire a company or like? Oh, uh, we work with foreign policy is part of our company. I mm -hmm. mean, they're they're they've got a stake in Park Bench. Mm -hmm. Um, to this day. To this day. Okay. Um, but. 
having to work with a branding company help you give you your fundamentals of brand. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's kind of how you work. You know, you can go in any design and get a whole bunch of brand identity kind of stuff. Mm. And then after that, it's like how you actually bring it out, right? A lot of people got brand books, but a lot of people try to, they don't do too much with it yeah and veer off course yeah, yeah. whenever you know emotional decisions of like oh, i'm gonna go this way or that yeah, way yeah. or whatever easily swayed by trends as well maybe and and i think with park bench itself we've kind of stuck to how we started mm-hmm. and kept it like that we didn't try to veer off course to how because we- when i go to park bench it's a, it's an entire vibe like from the music to the interior design to the packaging of the food everything and it's just an entire vibe and I love the vibe and I think the branding is really strong it's not just me like I work at FMB as well she's the first FMB guy that I'm interviewing and I we have um what is it co-share we, we have the same customers sure. some of my customers are his customers as well and I I wear this to work I only wear like friends merch tees to work now on my own and um, when they see Park Bench Deadly, they, they tell me like how much they love your food. I see them reposting it on Instagram and stuff. So the branding, awesome. I think the branding is really strong. He I makes it differ. I want to make it, I guess, bigger than what Better it is. or yeah. bigger. Bigger, bigger, better. Um, you know, where it's known, not just within the country itself, but people visiting the country. I'm trying to make it, I mean, being a sandwich shop and I'm in the sandwich game already, I want to try to not milk it I guess but try to build the brand into something that could be bigger yeah like, you know, I would love to become an institution of a, of a sandwich itself mm-hmm. like kind of like the Cat's Deli's in New York oh and, yeah like you know like Langley's in LA and this kind of stuff like, like when you go to Singapore you think of sandwiches or like a sandwich shop you'll be like oh, okay Park Bench yeah, I need, I'll to, love, I need love to visit that spot yeah, right? I would like Park Bench to try to get there okay um, yeah, so that's what we've been doing the last five years to grow it. So for creative direction, okay, wait, let's go into your menu first. Which, for the people who have never been there, or have never tried, what would you recommend to try three sandwiches? Three sandwiches. Um, Reuben. Reuben. Pastrami Reuben, a fried chicken, and a roast pork thing. It could be a roast pork. Cubano, it could be a roast pork. I mean, we change the roast pork quite often. Those are the three sandwiches. How much influence do you think that, like, America has, or, like, where SF has on your, it's in huge. your shop? Huge. In which ways? Um, Culture, for sure. Vibe. Music. Right? All these kinds of things, kind of. I, I guess it's, it's so many different channels that you try to put everything into one. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't click. Sometimes it does work when it works, you know, you try to like, okay, this, that worked like in, um, building a culture of, of just service and health services in, in, in our business. And we don't really have a standard of, um, sandwich shops like in Singapore where it's like, you know, oh, let's go visit the cats or, oh, yeah. or see what they're doing, you know, see how these guys are doing. So everything was kind of the adapting of a sandwich thing a sandwich concept in Singapore that doesn't really belong in this rice and noodle culture kind yeah. of thing right and our good friends um, the two men boys they them and myself like we went into this game where it's like what Singapore doesn't have yeah and I think both of us you know all three of us have the same idea of what Singapore not doesn't have but what Singapore could have yeah and what they, yeah. you know Potentially they, they don't become, need it like, right? they don't need it but like I think it was a good time to hit. For sure. Because... I, well, like, for, I mean, for me, it was I miss a good sandwich. I couldn't get one. Yes. So I thought, if I miss it, there's got to be some 
you know, expats like me that miss it. Yeah. And then the rest of it's kind of educating Singaporeans of how this is actually a meal. Yep. It's, it's not a trend. It's, yep. it's a staple pretty much everywhere around the world. Yep. And it's something that, you know, we'd love to be able to showcase. And, and I think Park Pines doesn't go too far off in terms of how we create our food, too. Mm-hmm. We try to keep it the quality and we try to kind of reinvent the classics. Yep. We don't, we don't go crazy and kind of do like these create you know out of this world kind of sandwiches Mm -hmm. but rather like you know let's do a cubano let's do a pastrami and let's try to do it as good as what the rest of the world is doing i do feel that you do get the vibe when you go to when i go to your shop thank you every time i go i don't feel i'm transported into another country but i do feel like an energy that I like to be a part of yes. when I go eat. You know what I mean? Like exactly what you're describing. So I, I, I think, think that, it's a, I have a great team too that helps the whole thing. Right? Yeah, of course. It's, it's, not, always it's, not, like, it's not me doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, of course. It's always the entire team. Yeah. But in Singapore, it's really hard to find good F&B not service easy. industry people. Like, but, but when you find the solid ones, they're solid, but it's not easy to find. Definitely not. Um, but if you find someone that's interesting, interested in what you're doing, yeah, and what you're trying to envision in the whole, and they you know, believe, they believe in it, they buy into it, right? Yep. and and that's how you kind of build a team and how you build the culture and. And uh, it takes time. It takes time. Yeah, like it took me five years to get to where it is today. Where it is today, one thing, but like also the team that we have. Mm. Like you know, I, I appreciate everyone that's worked at Park Bench, right? Like from the start to what it is now. But this team now, it's like I love this team. Yeah. Like you know, I love all everyone that worked at Park Bench, but this is a team that was a to build and, and actually represent Park Bench. It's not. It's not about Andre, right? Yeah, it's, no. it's, it's about. It's about the. Park bench and what it does. When you see Andre, I feel like laughing because like they love Andre the Giant posters in your shop. Oh yeah. <laughs> like obey Andre the Giant as well. So not that Andre, this Andre, not the rest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not the guys that spandex, but this Andre. Because what it means, yeah, I truly believe that as well. And I think when you have a solid team, you can take your mind off ops a lot more as well. Yeah then you can actually... I, I think it gives you a little bit of freedom to kind of think of what you want to do with the business or what you want to do yep. with the brand. Yep. Um, you know, like how you talked about the brand and where PBD is at. That's, yep. that's something that, you know, from, from the fundamentals, the, the brand identity that uh, foreign policy gave us, right? Mm-hmm. But what do you do with that? Yep. And, and for us, like, we've always, I mean, for myself, I've always been the street culture kind of thing, like mm-hmm. sneakers or, or, you know. He is a sneaker dude. And I've always wanted to share that some way. Yep. Obviously, food takes it so far. Food's food. You're doing what you do in your concept. But um, what we've always enjoyed, what we did, we used to do a lot of pop-ups, right, with um, all our guest friends, like yep. chef friends. Yeah. And um, we always... I mean, obviously, the main thing of your content that, that pop up is the food. Yeah. Right. But for me, it was never just about that. I always wanted to do more than just the food. Right. I wanted um, to work with local artists to do posters. I wanted to get a local DJ to do the, the music for that day. So it's more than just you coming in to get a. So it's an entire vibe. Yeah, it's, like entire, it's so the whole, the whole ambiance. That's the thing the I thing, feel right? about Park Bench Deli. It's like I could order your sandwich home. But it's a kind of place, a brand, a joint that I want to visit sure. to enjoy the entire energy with my food. Because yeah. to me, sometimes my food is not just about the food. It's about the ambiance. It's about the people. It's about the music. Yeah, it's about the that's, vibe. That's how food is, right? Yeah. Sometimes you go to the worst service and you have the best food, but you don't yeah. have to go back. 
Yep, right? 100%. That's it. And, 100% me. And, but if you could do all that, and then, like, going back to what we are talking about in terms of the brand, like, I always love that to, to support all these other things because it's an overall lifestyle thing. It's not just about food, but it's music, food, art, you know, yep. all these kinds of yep. things. And culture. And that's how we got blessed with, you know, I think Park Bench is really blessed to be where we are today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the brand, like you mentioned, it's big. But for me, I'm still working on it, right? Um, work in progress. With, with, yeah, it's a work in progress. It's always a work in progress, right? Yep. You never get it stagnant to a point where you get too comfortable with it. Of course. And, um, you know, the, I think a true artist, a true entrepreneur is never going to be like, okay, this is good enough. Yeah, you can never get satisfied. It's great, but it can always you gotta, do you better. Gotta, you got to be a little hungry, right? Yeah. And, and I think to, if you have that hunger to actually... You know, grow that. Like, for me, brand was one thing. Food's yeah. always going to be one thing, too. Food's the main thing. But if the brand could, then tangibles of a company and like how we could grow it, you know, like we've been blessed to work with Vans, Obey, Carhartt, all this. And it's like, I never opened Park Bench Daily to think, yeah, guys, when we open the sandwich shop, let's yeah. go work, you know. That's, yeah. But I think it's really organic how it happens. And I guess, like, show your showcase your brand to, yep. to the outside. Yep. And, and, it's, and when other it's, brands believe in your brand, that's when like these types happen. Yeah, and I think it's not fake. It's it's very what we want and what mm-hmm. we do. Yep. It's not like a front where it's like you know this is some shit that we're doing for you guys, but actually we hate it in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that we love, and you know my whole team loves too, and then that's why I feel like everyone's built the brand to where it's at today, and then we're still working on growing it, and yep. hopefully. I have to bigger. give you a big kudos to that first and foremost but um i also i also believe in the it's never good enough thing yeah like i have this saying like i'm uh, every day i'm hustling for change in two ways change as in like pocket change and change as in change for the company for sure this is basically it's progress right yeah i think you know, a lot of people don't like change and the adaptability of change. Mm-hmm. That's why I was but, talking about your adaptability as well, because I think it's really important for our industry or any industry, I guess, especially like when Corona hit. Yeah, everyone's adapting to this new, new normal. Yeah. Right. Of like, okay, you don't have the CBD, and how do you survive without CBD parked yep. in the CBD? Yep. And, and we're both in the CBD. Yeah, I think Tilakai has been nice, really nice to us. And it's grown a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's all three streets now are just filled with restaurants. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And I love to be in that street. I'm so blessed to be on that street with so many friends coming into the street, too. Yep. You get you all come, like, two men yourself. Just move in, everyone just move in. You know, like, I think, I think when you build a neighborhood, not build a neighborhood, but if you're, you know, trying to get a neighborhood kind of popping and stuff, yeah. right? It's It's like a shopping mall. Excuse Sorry. me, um, whatever he has, we also have on, I mean, it's two Teloks. Actually, when delivery guys come, they always go to Telok Ayer instead of Lorong Telok, because yeah. Telok Ayer is the more popular yeah. street. So we are on Lorong Telok, and he's on Telok Ayer, and it's very different, but it's kind of similar. Like, I love our street, too. We have Kalini, yeah, we have Barbicos. We have all these, Yata Gasura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good We have the Bagel House just moved in. I cannot tell you what they're doing yet. You'll find out soon. But yeah, um, I think I think it's great when you have, you know, like let's say you're building a shopping center and you're only putting Nike in there, but then you put all these like Yonex and all this shit next to it. Yeah. That ain't going to vibe, right? You got to put Nike and Adidas and an Apple Store and all yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And like if it's street food, if a food or a street has all these kind of bigger brands coming in, it just makes, it gentrifies the place a little bit and makes it into a destination where it, people want to go. It's great that you're talking about this because it's something I always believed in. 
like people worry about same type brand names coming in the same street it's you're wrong to be scared about that you should be happy about that because then you're bringing more traction exactly. when people it's like a food court yeah. when people have options they come you know like yeah, you want, you, like you all want, all, you want to have all the good shit right? yeah like, and then you can go there hmm, where should i go today yeah, yeah i totally 100 percent believe that and if you're a business owner and sh- it shouldn't be competition no it's friendly it's, competition it's, it's a friendly competition yeah. in a way right but it's everyone i mean everyone's doing their own survival thing yeah, to, yeah, to, of to keep the business afloat yeah but like if you could like actually build it just more people come to the street right and everyone gets a, just a, a little piece bit, of the a pie of the pie is big enough right? guys yeah we don't have to snatch for that same pie no definitely not like that's why i love working with like you know friends to to do sandwiches too because in terms of park bench deli i never wanted park bench deli to become subway because mm. that's what it was or that's how people treated it as was a it? brand at first at first right we're always serving oh and then people are, oh yeah like subway yeah. i'm like fuck dude no not like subway <laughs> right yes it's between two breads but it, but it's something that's yes so, it's between two buns yeah it's 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 such a difficult thing to to explain i guess yeah and 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 I guess that's how the brand... You, you can't explain it. People have to yeah, experience for, it and for, then, like, learn from themselves. Well, for what I did was actually, you know, I, I have a pretty nice network of friends in the F&B industry. Yeah. And um, everyone, you've built in the past, eight, how many years? Eight years. Eight years, yeah. right? And, and everyone, I respect everyone and what everyone does, I think. Hopefully, I get to see them back. But um, in terms of... I don't respect it. In, in terms of what I do, it's so different from everybody else, right? Like, I mean, you, me, and Born and Jerome. Yeah, yeah all different. We're... Very different, but we went into the quick service casual, right? We're fast food, yeah, but we're fast food with quality, quality fucking sandwiches, right? it's, quality it's, fucking it's, bagels. It's 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 not it's not like something we're we're going into for shits and giggles. We're actually yeah, trying 100%. to do something to in a whole different thing. And 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 for my friends, actually, you know, when we did pop ups, right, the rule is just between two breads, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yep, right. But getting all these like you know Michelin chefs to come in and do it, and they're like, oh, oh, sandwich chef, like what is also about sandwich chef, and then it becomes like you know like something that people don't mind, like they respect all these other restaurants that they go to, yeah, right. And I wanted Park Bench food to be in the same realm of quality, yeah. Obviously, complete different concept from from plate it food, fine dining food, yeah. whatever it is. It's that quick service grub casual kind of thing, but. Mm-hmm. It still belongs in that kind of because you're still making food. We make everything ourselves, right? Yep. It's like two men making every all the bagels themselves and everything else too. Mm-hmm. There's so much respect in the food itself that we give put so much thought into. Thought, that we respect, want, and love yeah. into the food. Because because I, I think for us, like you know, we make everything ourselves. But then sometimes it's hard to. It's very hard to translate that to a customer i think that people can taste it i think that I that's so. why no 100 that's why pop mash jelly is doing good that's why the bagel house is doing great like you can taste the quality and the love that is put into yeah, it and i think and i think the open kitchen concept thingy is an important thing because people can see that sure. it's actually made well, there coming from from a chef background i guess like i've you know you always work behind a, a, a room yeah right and I never really enjoyed that because it's, it's not prison, but you're going to work. It's a stifling environment. It's, it becomes very, not claustrophobic, right? But for Park Bench, it's that neighborhood thing. I didn't want to see our chefs to be hitting, hiding in a room and then all these, you're churning out so much food, but you don't get to interact with anyone. Yep. Right. And we want, it's a theater. Like you see a lot of open kitchens now. Everyone's like kind of love to watch how their food's made. Yep. 
and and Park Bench was that like when we first opened it, it's like you know let's showcase everything because we make everything, so we yep. want everyone to see what we're doing. Yep. You know, it's not like we're chilling and take your sandwich takes like five ten minutes, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's not right? microwave. It's not, it's not it's standing not. around. Everyone's actually moving, doing something. Yep. So, I think that plays a big part as well into the whole vibe. Back to like we want to talk about creative direction. Sure. Um, who does creative direction in Park Bench Deli right now? Uh, that's me. That's you. And um, when I talk about creative direction, I'm talking about like, you know, when you have event pop-ups, when you have like, you know, different elements of design, photography, like sure. who does your photography for your sandwiches when you new stuff? Uh, well, we used to do it. And now we've got Michelle who joined our team like three months ago. Mm -hmm. She helps me with the digital marketing part of Park Bench Deli. Okay, so you have one digital marketer. Yeah. Um, in terms of creativity of, of the brand itself, that's kind of, I guess, me taking the lead on that. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't veer off course of where I want the brand to go. Yep. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't do that much. Like it's, it's just, you know, Adobe Illustrator creating some posters and menus and shit like that. Yeah. But, but the, what I love is like, um, your pop-ups and your, like even like your peanut butter jelly, like graphic. Sure. Who that was, that, that was my sister. Okay, so my sister helped me on that. My sister's way better at me than that. So I want people to understand this. Like, as the entrepreneur, okay, I hate that term. As the SME owner, like a proprietor, proprietor, you have to multitask, right? Is what I'm saying. Like, you, you do, you do fucking everything. Man. You do fucking everything, and not just that. Like, to be, what's that word for it? Like, knowing when to say, like, okay, this is not. I can't do it to the best of what where I want it to be, and therefore I'm going to outsource it to whoever I can find who can help me. Sure, yeah. Because I do that a lot for my brand. That's what I do. This shirt itself, that's a friend, um, OG and, and Tamish from Jakarta. I need you guys to see the bag, right? In case you've never seen it before. So, so that's what it looked like. You don't even know what it looks like? Started from the pop, started from a pop-up, now we're here. So yeah, Parkland started as a pop-up. We worked with almost quite a lot of local artists back mm -hmm. in the day, and that's through like kind of following them on Instagram, loving what they do, and just kind of... Reaching out. Yeah, slide a DM, like, hey, like, you know, I love your work, like, I'd love to work with you for, you know, this particular artwork. Yeah. Or whatever it is, and it makes it so fun because you actually get to, you actually get to put some stuff, some thought into it, yeah. and, and you know, but you let the artist kind of be creative with yes. their direction to what they want to do with it. This Try not is, to be too Nazi with that part. Correct. This is what I love about reaching out to people. I think that this is good advice for people out there. If you're stuck or whatever, reach out, ask people, ask independent artists all your friends and whatnot. Like I've worked with almost all my friends. The Big House has been very helpful to me. Born, Asmin, all like the Big House people, they give me the input. Sure. Whenever I need to change my menu, my branding, whatever, they're very helpful. I've asked Dre for help with a lot of like, hey, what do you think about this, you know, design for a poster and this and that. I ask my friends a lot for help. Because one minute you can't be an island by yourself, I feel like yeah. and, and you're not good at everything, right? Yes, like, you can't uh, possibly I think, be. I think that's one thing that you have to be selfish in certain ways, but then also unselfish where there's there's a lot more you kinda of put you gotta put the ego aside. Yes. It's not I all agree. about you and all that no. kind of shit, but like actually try to you know, if you love what you do and love your brand and stuff, you're gonna give you're gonna give it all, right? And mm. then, and sometimes giving it all is asking for help. You never yep. you never don't shy away from asking for help. Would you have any advice to give to people? Who are like new F and B startups or like just 
because I I speak to like I've spoken to some new FMB owners who have never done it before. Sure. Before you even started uh, Cajun Kings were like oh let's say Cuban Kings Cajun Kings are like Papa Jelly. Yeah. And you, your family had an F&B history, right? So for people who have, like, nothing, sometimes I feel like it's a bit idealistic. And I don't like to shut people down when they have, like, so much zest for what they want to start. Sure. But sometimes, like, it's beyond just, like, what's on paper, what's on number, and what's the trend. When you actually go down to doing it, there's a lot more involved. So do you have any tips or advice along the way of the last eight years? Or how long have you been back? Because I mean, you've been doing F&B for that yeah, long? Yeah, I've been doing F&B for a long time, but yeah. I'm still learning, right? I'm yeah. still learning so much. I mean, I came from front of house to back of house to yep. kitchen to actually becoming a business person, the, learning the entrepreneur all, side of it, yep. right? And understanding how to... And you keep growing yourself and learning all that kind of stuff. But I think too many people give up too easily mm-hmm. of like, oh, fuck it, I don't want to do it already. Yeah. And I mean, I was at that... I was at a point at some point in my businesses too where I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not loving it anymore. You know? Yep. And, but you, you can't just give it up like that. The amount yep. of like, the amount of, you know, from, from finance to the amount of time that you put into something like that, if you give it up so easily just to like try to do something else, that doesn't mean that something else is going to work. I mean, maybe it's a fucking great concept then maybe. Yeah. But, you know, if, if it's something you love and love or what you do, right, um, don't give up that easily. Yep. Where do you find the energy to be like, let's continue or like, did something happen to help you like continue? It's a team. It's the team? Yeah. They give me, so, like for, for me, it's, it's everyone that works for Park Bench, right? Obviously you own the business, so it's for your, for your company. Yeah. But it's for actually everyone that works inside there too. Yeah. For me through COVID, I almost had to close my shop in end of August, September. And, a stroke of luck um, had a deal with my landlord so I have a certain rental agreement with him so I could keep going but then keep everybody's like you're so lucky you know your landlord's doing this for you but it's not just about like no paying rental means I can continue it's also about like really learning how to pivot I think I got blessed with miracles because like um, Dearborn, Chris Kong, um, Dearborn fell on my lap. He makes granola. I mean, he doesn't just oh, make granola. He's good granola. It's fucking good granola. Um, that's good. Um, it drops every Monday at 12 noon. Um, Dearborn.sg. Shout out for Chris. His energy came into the shop. Like, I was like, honestly, flat out. I was so like, no inspiration, dying, astray. I was like, not even talking to him for a while. I'm sorry. But like, I was like, really like, dying. And then, like, the Bagel House boys, the Bagel House team um, took my upstairs office. And um, so the Bagel House energy, they moved in. And this was not planned. They moved in at the same time in September. And once they came in, I think for me, for him, it was his team and, like, you know, finding that family bond, which is great. But my team is so small. I have, like, now I have to reduce my staff, which is a really sad thing because I love my team. Once they came in, the energy that they brought, the inspiration that they brought, and the inspiration that they gave me, gave me leverage to keep going. Sure. I feel like the people you surround yourself with in your work environment, I was lucky enough, I can't say everybody has the same luck, to have like these random people draw my lap to come into my space oh, or my area. Your parents always tell you with friends, right? I think the same thing with work too. Having, having good people around you make it pushes you to do something better yes whether it's yourself or for the business or whatever it is right you 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 if you hang with the bad obviously 
yep. the bag comes around too. And, yep. and when you have such a good crew of, of yep. people Inspiring that are Inspiring people, like yeah. passionate about what they do. When the energy came in, because I have the energy, I don't know why the universe just answers back. what I'm talking about? Like for me, it was the crew that kind of pushed me. Yep. It's the people around you that, that elevates that, that kind of like give you some yeah. some like motivation to go go grind a little bit more instead of like giving up. One hundred percent. And with that, with these people coming in, I had so many new ideas, so many new sure. inspirations, and it just helped. Um, so I feel like for anyone out there who's like stuck at rock bottom, reach out, ask people, talk to people. People you trust, obviously, not like. I mean, actually, even random strangers that you think have good work or put out good work or respect, drop them a line. You just never know what can come out of that. You gotta ask for advice and yeah, and don't be shy. Don't be shy to ask for advice. Don't be shy to reach out. No. Be genuine about it. Yeah. Believe in your team. Build a good team. Build a good team. Oh, we're gonna wrap this up because it's been too long. But <laughs> <laughs> we have to wrap this up like a sandwich because it's been too long. Um, but that's the advice I want to give people, and he wants to give to you, and that's Pop Bench Deli for you. One seven nine to the right. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks Ciao. for listening. Westside.